Leviticus chapter 8. The Lord spoke to Moses, Take Aaron, his sons with him, the garments, the anointing oil, the bull of the sin offering, the two rams, and the basket of unleavened bread, and assemble the whole community at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and the community assembled at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Moses said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded to be done. Then Moses presented Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. He put the tunic on Aaron, wrapped the sash around him, clothed him with the robe, and put the ephod on him. He put the woven band of the ephod around him and fastened it to him. Then he put the breastpiece on him and placed the Urim and the Thummim into the breastpiece. He also put the turban on his head and placed the gold medallion, the holy diadem, on the front of the turban, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and everything in it to consecrate them. He sprinkled some of the oil on the altar seven times, anointing the altar with all its utensils and the basin with its stand to consecrate them. He poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed and consecrated him. Then Moses presented Aaron's sons, clothed with, clothed them with tunics, wrapped sashes around them, and fastened headbands on them, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he brought the bull near for the sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull for the sin offering. Then Moses slaughtered it, took the blood, and applied it with his finger to the horns of the altar on all sides, purifying the altar. He poured out the blood at the base of the altar and consecrated it so that atonement can be made on it. Moses took all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, and he burned them on the altar. He burned the bull with its hide, flesh, and waste outside the camp, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he presented the ram for the burnt offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the, ram, on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it and splattered the blood on all sides of the altar. Moses cut the ram into pieces and burned the head, the pieces, and the fat. But he washed the entrails and legs with water. He burned them. He then burned the entire ram on the altar. It was a burnt offering for a pleasing aroma, a fire, a fire offering to the Lord as he commanded Moses. Next, he presented the second ram, the ram of ordination. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands 
on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it, took some of its blood, and put it on Aaron's right earlobe, on the thumb of the right hand, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Moses also presented Aaron's sons and put some of the blood on their right earlobes, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Then Moses splattered the blood on all sides of the altar. He took the fat, the fat tail, all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, as well as the right thigh. From the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one cake of unleavened bread, one cake of bread made with oil, and one wafer, and placed them on the fat portions and the right thigh. He put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons and presented them before the Lord as a presentation offering. Then Moses took them from their hands and burned them on the altar with the burnt offering. This was an ordination offering for a pleasing aroma, a fire offering to the Lord. He also took the breast and presented it before the Lord as a presentation offering. It was Moses' portion of the ordination ram as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the altar and sprinkled them on Aaron and his garments, as well as on his sons and their garments. In this way, he consecrated Aaron and his garments, as well as his sons and their garments. Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the meat at the entrance to the, te to the tent of meeting and eat it there with the bread that is in the basket for the ordination offering as I commanded. Aaron and his sons are to eat it. Burn up what remains of the meat and bread. Do not go outside the entrance to the tent of meeting for seven days until the time your days of ordination are completed because it will take seven days to ordain you. The Lord commanded what has been done today in order to make atonement for you. You must remain at the entrance to the tent of meeting day and night for seven days and keep the Lord's charge so that you will not die. For this is what I was commanded. So Aaron and his sons did everything the Lord had commanded through Moses. Psalm chapter 9. I will thank Yahweh with all my heart. I will declare all your wonderful works. 
I will rejoice and boast of you. I will sing about your name, Most High. When my enemies retreat, they stumble and perish before you. For you have uphold, for you have upheld my just cause. You are seated on your throne as a righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have erased their name forever and ever. The enemy has come to eternal ruin. You have uprooted the cities. And the very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He judges the world with righteousness. He executes judgment on the nations with fairness. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you because you have not abandoned those who seek you, Yahweh. Sing to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his deeds among the nations. For the one who seeks an accounting for bloodshed remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, Lord. Consider my affliction in the hands of those who hate me. Lift me up from the gates of death so I may declare all your praises. I will rejoice in your salvation within the gates of daughter Zion. The nations have fallen into the pit they made. Their foot is caught in the net they have concealed. The Lord has revealed himself. He has executed justice striking down the wicked by the work of their hands. The wicked will return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God, for the oppressed will not always be forgotten. The hope of the afflicted will not perish forever. Rise up, Lord. Do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your presence Put terror in them, Lord. Let the nations know they are only men. Proverbs chapter 23. When you sit down to dine with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you have a big appetite. Don't desire his choice food for that food is deceptive. Don't wear yourself out to get rich. Stop giving your attention to it. As soon as your eyes fly to it, it disappears, for it makes wings for itself and flies away like an eagle to the sky. Don't eat a stingy person's bread and don't desire his choice food. For it is like someone calculating inwardly. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit the little you've eaten 
and waste your pleasant words. Don't speak to a fool, for he will despise the insight of your words. Don't move an ancient boundary marker, and don't encroach on the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is strong, and he will take up their cause against you. Apply yourself to discipline and listen to words of knowledge. Don't withhold discipline from a youth. If you beat him with a rod, he will not die. Strike him with a rod and you will rescue his life from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will indeed rejoice. My innermost being will cheer when your lips say what is right. Don't let your heart envy sinners. Instead, always fear the Lord, for then you will have a future and your hope will never fade. Listen, my son, and be wise. Keep your mind on the right course. Don't associate with those who drink too much wine or with those who gorge themselves on meat. For the drunken and the glutton will become poor and gorgeous will clothe and for the drunkard and the glutton will become poor and grogginess will clothe them in rags. Listen to your father who gave you life. And don't despise your mother when she is old. Buy and do not sell truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of a righteous son will rejoice. Will the father of a righteous son will rejoice greatly, and one who fathers a wise son will delight in him. Let your father and mother have joy. And let her who gave birth to you rejoice. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. For a prostitute is a deep pit and a stranger is a narrow well. Indeed, She sets an ambush like a robber and increases those among men who are unfaithful. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has conflicts? Who has complaints? Who has wounds for no reason? who has red eyes, those who linger over wine, those who go go looking for mixed wine. Don't gaze at wine because it is red when it gleams in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a snake and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things, and you will say absurd things. You'll be like someone sleeping out at sea 
were lying down on the top of a ship's mast. They struck me, but I feel no pain. They beat me, but I didn't know it. When, when will I wake up? I'll look for another drink. Two Thessal- one, Thessalon- 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. For you yourselves know, brothers, that our visit with you was not without result. On the contrary, after we had previously suffered and we were treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know, we were emboldened by our God to speak the gospel of God to you in spite of great opposition. For our exhortation didn't come from error or impunity. For our exhortation didn't come from error or impurity or an intent to deceive. Instead, just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to men, so we speak not to please men, but rather God who examines our hearts. For we never used flattering speech, as you know, or had greedy motives. God is our witness. And we didn't seek glory from people, either from you or from others, although we could have been a burden as Christ's apostles. Instead, we were gentle among you as a nursing mother nurtures her own children. We cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. For you remember our labor and hardship, brothers, working night and day so that we would not burden any of you. We preached God's gospel to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how devoutly, righteously, and blamelessly we conducted ourselves with you believers. As you know, like a father with his own children, we encouraged, comforted, and implored each one of you to walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. This is why we constantly thank God, because when you received the message about God that you heard from us, you welcomed it not as a human message, but as it truly is, the message of God, which also works effectively in you believers For you, brothers, became imitators of God's churches in Christ Jesus that are in Judea, since you have also suffered the same things from people of your own country, just as they did from the Jews who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets 
and persecuted us. They displease God and are hostile to everyone, hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. As a result, they are always completing the number of their sins. As a result, they are always completing the number of their sins and wrath has overtaken them at last. But as for us, brothers, after we were forced to leave you for a short time, in person, not in heart, we greatly desired and made every effort to return and see you face to face. So we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again. But Satan hindered us, for who is our hope or joy or crown of boasting in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you, for you are our glory and joy? For who is our hope or joy or crown or boasting? In the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming, is it not you? For you are our glory and joy.